Lord Brown, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today. You're MD and Managing Partner of Riverstone Holdings PLC Europe and former CEO of BP. Uh, the title of your seminar was How Broad Should Business Be? Why did you choose that theme for this leadership lecture? Because so often lead- business thinks of itself as very narrow. Uh, it thinks of itself as simply a machine to take invested funds and make them bigger. And that's true, uh, but it needs to do it over such a long period to really get the growth that's expected from businesses that it needs to think of itself as very broad, part of society. And that indeed embraces uh, the social corporate responsibility agenda too. It does indeed. It's a very ugly phrase, but it's a good one. Corporate social responsibility doesn't roll off the tongue, but it's how uh, companies, how business fits with the broad society and the concerns of society, and uh, because society, after all, does shape business. And you talked about when you first joined BP in 1966. I think your father suggested that you become an apprentice there, a nice old-fashioned term. And and you said it was very much like the Foreign Office and the changes in BP had reflected the changes in society. That's right. BP was, at the time, a state-owned enterprise. Uh, The government owned uh, well over half of it. Uh, and indeed it did operate a bit like the Foreign Office. But things changed, and society changed as well. It it didn't tolerate the government owning great big enterprises, uh, and it wanted things to be modern, efficient, in tune with today, and most importantly looking forward to do with uh, growth and technology and ways of doing business. Now, you mentioned, of course, the global world now and the global society and business environment too and the changes in technology but you know that revelation that business reflected changes in society you wouldn't have known that when you started as that apprentice Uh, absolutely not Uh, I I would have thought of BP and BP was of course an island unto itself uh, part of the one of the pillars as it were of society but I, I suppose that that many people had lost touch with the fact that the business was a reflection of society, and business's license to operate was granted by society. It was a real privilege to be a company, uh, and that was something that was discovered uh, over a, a long period of time. And I think people got used to it and said, well, business has rights that transcend uh, society rather than actually are dependent on society. And I think that's an important change for today. And, and that understanding, it's very much the topic of the moment, because of what happened with what people now see as the lack of regulation with the city finance and global finance and and the recession. But were you working on that theme before then? Absolutely. Uh, I think in particular in the resources business, where you go to a country and extract resources and then sell them, Um, BP did oil and gas in particular, Uh, I think these things are much more powerfully vivid to you Uh, and people really want to see what you're doing and and make sure that you're both regulated well, in other words, you can and cannot do things, and that those regulations are applied well, so you're supervised well. So both of these things are are forces which are applied not only by governments but by NGOs uh, to your business. 
And, and you talked about one particular project you'd done in Colombia, didn't you, about how in one region it not only created sustainability for the community, but actually sustainability for the business of BP too. Absolutely, but we, when we went into Colombia, we misunderstood completely the complexity of that society. We thought it was a society just riven by civil war, but actually it was a civilised society which was being disturbed and it wanted to improve. And we misunderstood. Uh, when we got our act together, I think we did the right thing, and as a result, the business flourished. And what did you do? Tell us a little bit about that project. Well, most importantly, what we did is work with the communities rather than uh, protect ourselves from the communities. Uh, everyone regarded every part of Colombia as so dangerous that the only thing to do was to do your business inside a fence. If you build a fence around your business it's very difficult to communicate with the people outside the fence. So we very quickly realised that we were doing the wrong thing and we had to therefore build links with the community and they would help us do the business that we needed to do. And you said that people mistrusted BP because it was an oil firm and clearly doing social corporate responsibility, community projects helped that. But you very much think that it aids profit too, that profit doesn't come about by businesses pursuing short-term aims, but by pursuing the aims and goals of society as a whole. That's correct. But to take a practical point, in Colombia, people had seen the state company, so-called Echo Patrol, operating, and they operated hand-in-glove with the army and with the police and repressed many, many things and didn't talk to the community, just did their own thing. And so when they saw BP, they said, oh, well, you're the same sort of people. Uh, and indeed, we started that way because we were told to operate like that by Echo Patrol. We quickly realised it was the wrong thing to do. So it, its expectations are set early on, whether that's in Nigeria or in Russia, anywhere. Expectations are set by bad players, and it takes time to get the expectations changed. Your new book, Beyond Business, it's said to radiate new ideas and, and, and to put in a, into a historical perspective the history of, of BP. Did you draw on clearly those themes, Beyond Business, to set what you thought defined the good traits of leadership and good global leaders? Well, I wanted to tell a set of stories, uh, stories which were real experiences that I was involved in, and then try and draw some lessons some lessons about what I thought business might do in the future and what leaders should do in the future, uh, and then to warn everyone that, of course, this is just one person's view, but everyone knows that anyway. But the, the um, if you like, the good traits of a, a good leader were the, the vision thing, as people call it, a sense of a direction, respect the boundaries of others. People repeat those themes. Are they important? They're very important indeed. But they are important in the practice, not just in the repetition of the words. But, you know, setting direction, setting a purpose for business is the single most important thing. And I think when you ever see things going wrong, whether it's in banking or elsewhere, it's because people have lost the plot. Uh, they've simply thought that they're in the business of taking money from customers rather than actually helping customers to manage their risk as well. Look at, look at this. So... Understanding that, repeating it day after day, because it's always the urgent driving out the important in business. You need to keep people on the plot. Don't lose the plot. You also need to make sure that you give people room to breathe, to invent, to do their own thing. And so many 
people in charge of uh, enterprises say, actually, I can't really trust people. I want to squeeze the boundaries. I want to be more hands-on. It's the wrong thing to do. So, and then giving people support as well. When people work for you, you know, they're the most important thing. You have to support them. You must support them. Never, ever pull the rug from under their feet because if you do that, no one will ever follow you again. And going back at the end of this interview to your theme of BP being a bit like the Foreign Office when you moved in, um, you do believe in governments regulating, setting boxes and boundaries for business in which to operate? Absolutely. I'm a firm believer in the market, but a strong believer in the market, but not in just laissez-faire activity. In the end, all markets are boxes bounded by very wise regulations, and it's the wisdom of how tight the regulations are, not too tight, not too loose, uh, that is, makes a winning market. Lord Brown, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today. How broad should business be? Congratulations on your new book, Beyond Business. I'm sure it will be a must for the bookshelves of our MBA students. Thank you very much.